Good morning, sports fans. You are listening to the Perpetual Diehards podcast. I am your host, Andrew Fiore, and I am with Paul Smith, and we are live from the comforts of our own homes, here to entertain you during the quarantine boredom. Paul, how are you doing this morning? Andrew, I'm doing great. This Is this the first time we've recorded in the morning? I think it is, and just barely by a few minutes. Yeah, it's, but I'm, yeah. I feel great. I got the sun shining on me. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling well rested and refreshed. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling ready to go. Yeah, I just got done with my junior year like an hour ago, and I'm just, I'm set to start summer. Congratulations. Thank you. It was a bit of a rough year with all this, but oh, you know, yeah. the hardest is done. It's got, it's got to feel good to be done. It does. And now we got to just look forward to next year. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm getting I'm getting news. Uh, universities around DC are are doing a partial reopening where only freshmen are on campus and juniors and sophomores and seniors are not. I don't know. That's kind of worrying to me, because you know if, if one school does it, the rest tend to follow. And hopefully, hopefully we're all back on campus come the fall. But hey, I'm not in charge. Yeah, I mean, we still do got to take it a little easy right now we can't get too excited and jump right back into everything yet but hopefully by that time it'll be uh the virus will calm down let's say by then so that we can get right back into stuff and by the way today is a major day for getting back into normal stuff we have a sports league opening today ah premier soccer Starts today at 1 o'clock and then at 3 o'clock. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to get into this later more in detail. I want to be a soccer fan. I really want to. And I'm going to start trying right now because Andrew, it's the I, only sport on. It's the perfect time. I think this is great. Like, I, I, th- I think that this is the perfect time to you know try out a new sport if it's the only thing on. And kind of and kind of be like, oh, what the heck? Like. I want to learn all about this league. It's soccer is the most popular sport in the world. Yeah. And you know, we don't even consider it one of the four major sports in America. Right? I don't even think we've touched on soccer in any of our podcasts. But No, we haven't. You're comp- you're absolutely right. I mean, I you know, I'll pay attention once every 2 years when the World Cup is on, men's or women's um Olympics. I'll pay attention for that. You know, I'm a big Italy guy, you know, like, uh, you know, we, ha- we have Italian heritage, so I yeah. love watching Team Italy because, you know, you, the U.S. men's team is awful comparatively. It's a shame, really. Uh, yeah, there's, I've read a lot of articles about um, former U.S. players talking about the development of U.S. soccer. So, I mean, it's, we could go into it a lot deeper than the knowledge that I have right now, but you know, it's, it would be great to see a resurgence in soccer in the United States. Yeah, it really would. Um, but you know, the world cup, which you mentioned is really like every, every few years I'm watching, I'm like, this is great. Why don't I do this all the time? This is fun. I'm not bored by it at all. It's a fun sport to watch, especially during the world cup when the stakes are high. But right. I, I did try after the Moscow World Cup 
I did try to watch it, but I got a little confused because I don't know the players as well. There's so much to keep track of and everything. So, yeah, I think this time, though, now that there's no school and no other sports, I think it can be better for me to get into it. Oh, absolutely. And we'll get into it a little little further because you you told me of a special way that you're getting to know the leagues. And I think that could segue into a whole uh, bigger discussion. That's right. you know, I just want to make a quick statement. You know, I'm only going to devote as much time to this as is deserving of it. But Rob Manfred, my man, you cannot unequivocally guarantee that baseball is going to happen. With your hand on the nuclear trigger to make a season happen, and then a few days later say, oh, you know, I'm not 100% sure that it actually will happen. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. You you can't, you know, a guarantee, Um, it, you know, it, a promise is made with the understanding that a promise is continual. You know, it doesn't have an ex- expiration date. You can't say, oh, I guarantee this is going to happen. And then say like, oh, well, whoops, didn't calculate on this. Yeah. And. ESPN had a special where they had all the commissioners talk and I saw Manfred's interview and I mean, I still always respect Manfred because of the opportunity he gave me personally to interview him. But that interview did not go well at all. No, it was a disaster. Yeah. Because you had the other commissioners of the leagues that with return plans and then you have him come up and be like, well, I got nothing. Yeah, it it was hard to watch, and it was really both sides calling each like say accusing each other of bad faith negotiations, yep. which isn't what we need right now on both sides. And the owners have looked worse now. It went from the players looking like the worst side to the owners now. Both which is sides good. just need to stop. Yeah, I don't know. It's. And, and- we talk about this every week because it keeps coming back every week. Something worse happens every week. Yeah. And I'll just close with this. Um, I don't know if you ever watched House of Cards on Netflix. Uh, it's great. I have not. It was a great show. And then, you know, uh, Kevin Spacey uh, allegations and child abuse came forward. And, uh, you know, it kind of ended on a bad note. But it was a great show. And one of the quotes that stuck out to me from the first season was, uh, the nature of promises is that they remain immune to changing circumstances. There we go. That's it. Yep. That, that that's all I got to say. But, well, all right. Enough for baseball because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm fed up. I don't want to see the sport that I love go through this. No. I mean, they're just squabbling like children. It's ugh, greedy. Yeah. Well, anyway, on a lighter note, uh, let's get into this. Let's get into this soccer thing. Yes. Go half further. Half of our Andrew. listeners fall asleep at this moment. <laughs> but I, I'm, I got the idea because I was looking through like ESPN again. Bored. Nothing's going on. I still see the soccer games too, and you know it caught my attention. I was like, oh, maybe I could watch on that. It's live sports. Then they're airing on FS1. 2018 World Cup games, and it was the Germany-Mexico game that I actually remember. Mexico upset Germany, 
Yeah. And I remember that. And I remember being excited during that. And I was like, why did I stop watching this? And the Premier League is, so like, from what I've heard everywhere, top notch. It's, it's just as exciting, it's, too. It's, it's per, you could even say it's Premier. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I know people who watch it. I know an Arsenal fan. I know a Man City fan. Those two teams are playing today. And I really do want to get into it, like I've said. And I think this time it's going to work. I just Absolutely. bought FIFA on sale for $20. There we go. There we go. That's yeah. the key, isn't it? It is. It is. Right at the perfect time. It's on sale the day that the Premier League starts. How perfect is that? But yeah. it's, it's working. That's a great way to get to know the guys. I've worked with 2K. I mean, NBA 2K, even though I knew a ton of the players when I got it, I, I, I'm learning new guys still. Right, those backup guys are like the sixth men on the random teams that are suddenly on your team, so you're forced to know them, right? Yeah, and it makes it more fun. And I'm hoping that works with uh, the Premier League starting today. I'm so happy you brought this up because you know I, I I feel like sports video games are like a perfect avenue to getting to know a sport better. I I feel like that's the case for any video game, really. You know, if you if you play a game. And you start to understand the environment that it's around. You know, shoot, if I'm playing, I played uh, this old strategy game called Age of Empires for years. Mm -hmm. And just by playing that, I got to know, like, various terms for siege weapons and uh, infantry units and such. And, yeah, after after playing FIFA, I, I feel like that's a great avenue. You just learn team names and player names, and who's supposed to be good based on your gameplay. Yeah, that's true. Now, here's the thing with my situation. I had a Wii, and I still have the Wii, but that was all I had for like 10 years until I just got my Switch for my birthday last year. So I'm not as experienced in actually playing like newer games, like the, the games most people play, like yeah, everybody played the Wii, but not to the extent, you know what I mean, for 10 years as right. the only games. Like, I was on MLB 2K10 as my best baseball option for Okay, 2K10. 2K10 was fun, though. I, I gotta say. I'm trying to think which one I had. It was Mine is the one with Evan Longoria on the front. Oh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's that. That's, one, that's that one. I also have 8 and this one called Bigs 2. Okay. Where it's like arcade style. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but, I had I had two K ten. That's yeah. A, oh man. It's a and throwback. This is this gets into a bigger conversation of uh, favorite video games that you've you've played or favorite sports games that you've played. You know, I don't I don't know what you you said you played two K ten. I don't know if you have any other games that you've played. Yeah, I mean. For me, I'm I don't really like distinguish them with the different like I just play them as they come. Like I have a few MLB ones, and the one like the for example, two K eight and two K ten. There's not a I don't really look at major differences too much. Like maybe the broadcast, yeah, the broadcasters are going to be different. For example, like as the years pass, like different teams, like. I could play at Shea Stadium in 2K8, for example. And, uh, like, you know what I mean? Ch small changes like that. But I don't, like, 
I don't really compare like the games themselves. I just take it and play. And then if like a few years down the road, I'll get the new one just to have better players. Right. Or newer players rather. You know, it's, it's funny. You know, I, I always say I, I grew up a nineties kid because I grew up with siblings that grew up in the nineties. So I feel like that was a byproduct, but I, you know, I, I grew up, my first video game console was a Nintendo 64. And before that, you know, I would watch my big brother play video games, you know, watch over his shoulder, play him on the computer. And, you know, when he left for college, he left me his, his games. So the games I grew up on were the, uh, the, the NBA, baseball, uh, NHL, and Madden, 2004 to 2005. Like, those were the games that I, I, I grew up playing, which, you know, NBA, NBA Live 2005 and MLB, um, was it MVP Baseball 2005? Those are considered oh, yeah. some of the best games, the best sports games ever made. The fact that I was, I like, those are the first games I played. That's a, that's a high bar to set. And then, you know, I got the Nintendo 64 and a timeless game. I got two baseball games on that. One of them was Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball 1998. Which, I mean, you think of all the major players from 1998. That's just such a fun game. Yeah. And 98. That's That brings up another point I want to get into. The year 1998. But I'll get into that after. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. And, you know, just playing, you know, as the Red Sox and all the other all the teams that you face you get to know lineups like that. Like, you know, right. who, you know, who's in your batting lineup, you know, yeah, who, who hit for power, who is a ground ball hitter, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I don't know. I, I just had a lot of fun doing that. There's another game where the entire game was commented by John Sterling. Wow. Commentated by John Sterling. So like, it was really basic. You know, if, if you threw the, it would be for simple plays like ground ball to the pitcher. He throws the first. He throws the second. He throws the first in my best John Sterling impression. But, you know, it's pretty simple. But I don't think I ever realized it was John Sterling until I was much older and Googled it. And it was like, oh, this game has been commentated by John Sterling. And I was like, that's him? Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's the stories like that. I mean, just the gameplay of like sports games it's it feels like you're watching a game almost but you have the pressure of playing it except way easier obviously uh but especially now when there's no sports i i played a ton of 2k uh nba yeah over the past few months i was playing madden at one point a lot it you know it it just helps especially now but i want i don't want to forget this i was going to bring this up 1998 the other did you see the other day uh there was a documentary called long gone summer i only caught the last few minutes yeah was that about um mcguire and sosa yep yep i didn't catch much of it but it brought up like the most interesting discussions about steroids and they had everyone who was interviewed give their thoughts on it and it's it's such a interesting debate I used to be just straight up against, like, if you took steroids, uh, you're, you're right. And that's you're, it. You're done. 
Right. No Hall of Fame. But that hearing those arguments, I mean, these it was like everyone, pretty much. That makes right. it so hard. This debate, and it's. I th- and I yeah, agree the- that it, there was a large majority, and I under I I'll have to rewatch the uh, the documentary to get understand what they're saying. Because I, I have a lot of good things to say about the steroid era. Look, it was one of the most fun periods of baseball. You know, I'd, I'd go back to the steroid era in a heartbeat right now. Because right now you got, you know, just a boring, scandalized, squabbling game. Well, I mean, and, steroid era was clearly scandalized too. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah, every, yeah. you could tell everybody was having fun. It, it, look. I, they had the 1999 home run derby on on uh, ESPN, and you could just tell watching that game. Everybody was having fun watching it. Mark McGuire hit 13 home runs in the first round. Every every single one a moonshot over the Green Monster. I mean, everybody had a smile on their face. And I don't know. Yeah. I do get that, and that did save baseball after the 94 yes. strike. But I definitely, I don't know. I don't think the use of steroids is right. That's not what I meant earlier at all. I just, it's how to judge the players after the fact. Like, keeping the records, for example. Which I still, I don't, I have to say, I don't think I'd keep the Barry Bonds record. No, I, I would not. Yeah, I, well, I don't think so. Because then you, you're demeaning... Right, so you've got a uh, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds are the three major names that come to mind. Obviously, there's more, but yeah. I feel like they demean or, or diminish the uh, the accomplishments of those who did not take steroids. Right, yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. A classic yeah, Ken example. Griffey definitely didn't take it. By the way, he didn't. Yeah. He. Uh, there's, there's proof. I learned it from the Mariners documentary. He was totally against steroids. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bagwell. Uh, yep. Cal is other names. Piazza. Right? Yeah, Mike Piazza, Frank Thomas. Thomas was a little earlier, but um, Nomar Garcia Parra never tested it, positive. And Mike yeah, Piazza, by the way, being in that era cost, cost him. He didn't make the Hall of Fame for several years because. They were just like, oh, well, look at him. He probably took steroids, even though his never, name never came up positive. Right. And after outcry, finally they realized, okay, this guy didn't, this guy didn't take steroids. See, that's, it's that sort of thing, too. It's hurting the players who didn't do it. Right. The suspicion. So now anybody who played in the 90s pretty much has suspicions yeah, yeah. Like, about them. You know, I, I, f- I feel... No, Mark Garcia Parra was grew up loving him. You know, there's a lot of rumors. You know that he had a Sports Illustrated photo where he was absolutely jacked, and it's like, oh, there's no way he didn't take steroids. Look at him; he's always injured. He, you know, he never tested positive. Yeah. You know, he he's he's been always stated that he's been totally anti-steroid, right? Yeah. Uh, innocent until proven guilty. The I mean, thing... obvious, obviously, Lance Armstrong never tested positive either, but. And the guys, it, what's adding to this, what's adding to the suspicion is that there are the guys like Sosa who denied it for so long. Yeah. 
And that only hurt. And A-Rod. A-Rod denied it multiple times. Yeah. That just adds to the problem for the others. Right. By, den- by denying that they took steroids and then later getting revealed that they, they did, it's hurting everyone else. Right. And it, it's sad that it tarnished such a great year for baseball. Those, yeah, those years were phenomenal. And if it does one thing for me, it makes me appreciate Pedro Martinez. Yeah, that's true. You know, his years in 1999-2000. Greg Maddox and Randy Johnson, too. By, by themselves are some of the greatest pitching seasons of all time. Then when you factor in the fact that they were in the middle of the steroid era, just makes yeah. it even crazier, right? Let me read, like, 1999, 23 wins, 4 losses, 2.07 ERA, 313 strikeouts, right? All-star, second MVP voting, first in Cy Young. Num- year 2000. A buck seventy four ERA. It's nuts. A point seven three seven whip. That's unbelievable. And you can make the same well, not a less convincing argument, but still like it could work out for Jacob Degrom and guys like that now. Yeah, who with, last with year with balls. the ball. Yeah. 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 Degrom putting up that insane season last year, winning his second straight Cy Young while the balls are juiced. Yeah, it's incredible, and I one of the greatest like performances Martinez had wasn't even a game that counted. It was it was All Star game. Yeah. Um, if if you watch that replay, he struck out the side first inning. You know, struck out uh, two Hall of Famers, uh, Sammy Sosa. Uh, nuts, and then the next inning struck out Mark McGuire, and then. Struck five strikeouts in two innings. Wow. And the other one uh, didn't allow a hit. Guy got on base because Roberto Alomar made an error at second base. But then there was a hit and run. Struck him out. Pudge Rodriguez uh, threw out the runner at second base. And that was the end of the inning. That was one of the greatest like performances from a pitcher in an all-star game. The fact that, again, several Hall of Famers, steroid users. Like Carl Hubble. Yeah, it, it was Carl Hubble. I want to say, where yeah, he struck, he out, struck Luke out Gary Ruth and all Ruth. them. Yeah. yeah, which, by the way, another segue. I'm sorry to cut this, but I gotta mention this. I rediscovered some old baseball movies. I have and see, I collect old baseball stuff, mostly magazines, but I've got some DVDs I totally forgot about. Right. This footage is like opening day of Ebbets Field. Oh, wow. Yeah, Walter Johnson showing off his pitches. Stuff like the whole thing on Babe Ruth, how he trained wearing heavy clothes to lose weight. Wow. And I stumbled across this yesterday, and it was nuts. And then there was a Mets one that had Tom Seaver striking out guys like Carl Yastrzemski in the All-Star game, similar to Pedro. The Hall of Famers, they were talking about how to deal with pitching to guys like Willie McCovey. Wow. Yeah, I I wouldn't have rediscovered that if there was sports on right now. But geez, yeah, no, this is this is what um th- this is who Pedro Martinez struck out. All right, Barry Larkin batting first, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Larry Walker batting second struck him out. Wow. Uh, Sammy Sosa batting third struck him out. There was a pitch he threw a curveball 
and that, that went in for a strike. And you could see Sammy Sosa like backing out of the batter's box. <laughs> like he was frightened by that pitch. It was a strike. And then second inning struck out Mark McGuire. Um, Matt Williams reached on an error. And then struck out Jeff Bagwell. Jeez. So, I mean, if you have a chance, like 10 minutes out of your day, just go back and watch that inning. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, Pedro was without a doubt one of the best. One uh, of the greatest for, of all time. Yeah. As for the best pitchers, it's that's a tough it's it so have diff- to be like it's a, so difficult. You have yeah, to go, you have to go by era. Yeah, you'd have, you'd have to make a rotation. I think maybe a starting rotation of five guys, uh, from each era, right? Maybe like not that. a rotation yeah. for each era, but like a guy for each era in the rotation. I like that. Yeah, because Walter Johnson, Nolan Ryan, Pedro, Bob Gibson. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, he would take like the sixties. Ryan would take like the 80s and 70s. Yeah, I, I feel like it's, especially when you're ranking greatest of all time for baseball, it's just so difficult because the games evolve so much, right? You've That's got Babe, not, you've got not Babe a, Ruth, who's facing pitchers who are like dentists in their secondary job. And <laughs> now you've got, you know, right? Uh, you've got professionals that this is all they do, right? The games evolve so much that. Whereas, you know, it was a fun sport, obviously, but people had other lives in it. Now baseball is all these people do. And, you know, not to mention equipment changes, uh, improvements in uh, technique, and all that stuff. And that type of thing aids the guys now. So you, there's arguments for why the game would be easier now or why it would be easier uh, earlier. And it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, th- th- this is why there's not a clear-cut greatest of all time for baseball. I mean, you could there's arguments for a bunch of guys. Like, you know, everybody knows basketball. Well, almost everybody knows. Basketball, it's Jordan. Football, it's Brady. Hockey, it's Gretzky. Yeah. But then baseball, baseball. it gets tricky. Many people say Babe Ruth. But then you can make arguments for guys like Willie Mays or Hank Aaron. Right. So I've heard that one. Uh, Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, even Mike Trout. Yeah, it's a shame. Mike Trout. I'm going to go. I'm sorry. I got to go off on again for a sec. Mike Trout's career is actually saddening. It is. The fact, it's, yeah. Once he re signed with the Angels, I, yeah. He's one of, this is one of the greatest players, and people don't watch. I, I'll admit, I don't watch Angels games often. You know what I mean? No, people he's, don't really know right now. He's wasting. I hate to say this, but he's wasting away in Los Angeles. It's so right? hard because, in yeah, it's un. He's undoubtedly the best player in the game right now. Undoubtedly, the one of the best players of his generation. You could argue he's one of the best. He's the best player to never win a World Series. Although you know, you could also put him up with Ken Griffey, Ted Williams, etc. But you know he he's criticized as not doing enough for the game. You know, he's he's not exactly a marketable guy like Ken Griffey Jr. or uh, you know he he's, not his fault. He, no, he's an incredible all-around guy, but he's a quiet. Yeah, he's guy. a great guy. Yeah, he's a quiet guy. You know he's he's not flashy. He's not cocky. 
he just goes out and does his job every day. Yeah, it's it's a shame. I no one knows about him really. I mean, I by that I mean the cat. Well, everybody, everybody knows about him. It's every just, baseball fan knows about him. But he, they just don't appreciate. Yeah, I mean, like the casual, like ask anyone. They don't like sports, right? Or they don't follow. Right. Him. They'll know who Tom Brady is. They'll know who Michael Jordan is. They'll know yep. who Babe Ruth is. They will not know who Mike Trout is. And it's sad. And hopefully, you know, the trajectory changes in five, ten years. You yeah. know, he's still young. He's still in his twenties, so he still has time to change that around. The Angels could still build a championship team around him. They got Otani, and now uh, the manager from the Cubs, Anthony and... Rendon. Yeah, Anthony Rendon. That's right. And still, you got like a fifty-year-old Albert Pujols, but like. And the argument could be made: some of this is the Astros' fault. Yeah. Think about yeah. it; they're in the same division. Yep. Such but a shame. Hope I mean, look, I'm I'm hopeful that he gets at least one ring. Yeah. And that'll bring some recognition of accomplishment for him. You know, because you got all it. you got you got all the people that's like, oh, how can you be the most valuable player if you don't make the playoffs? And you know, that I feel like that argument's stupid, but it's also got a point. Like, yeah. You know, you're not gonna be recognized if you're the best player in a 35 win team. Well, it's for it example. Is, yeah, it's really sad. I mean, he's a hopefully he gets more recognition as he goes. He gets his ring. Uh, things change for him. And, you know, that's all we can... He's a great guy. Yes. You hear the stories. He's unbelievable. But, it, yeah, yeah, it's you, just a sad situation for him. You wish all the best for him. I remember over the off-season, uh, spring training, you know, he, he happened to say something on the Astros sign-stealing scheme. And everybody was like, oh, my God, Mike Trout said something. Like, yeah. they were so happy that he actually spoke out. Because this guy... If he says something, people will listen. Yeah, I know. Just, he's he's a good so leader, happens, too. Yeah, it just so happens that he, you know, when he says something, they'll listen. But that when doesn't come happen, doesn't happen often enough. Well, no. uh, speaking of saying stuff, we certainly said a lot uh, on this show. But it, believe it or not, it's been 30 minutes. That flew by. It did. We just went off and talked. Andrew, I mean, thank you very have, much. Yeah, thank you. We're gonna have a lot to talk about next week or next show too. I'm gonna be downloading and playing FIFA. I own FIFA 18, <laughs> so like I'm gonna be two years behind. But quite honestly, there's not gonna be much difference in the two games. Oh yeah, definitely not. But, but yeah, uh, enjoy the soccer games, everyone. Yeah, watch soccer. Get back into sports. We're getting there. Stay safe. Thank you, Andrew. Peace.